classier, more professional adult look. I th- that's you fair. look like you came off of frat row from your alma mater at University of Maryland right now. I look like I could be going on a date. I could be going to work. I could be hanging out. I look good. And yet, if you tried to walk a mile, you'd be sweating. You'd be fine. I, I've got, I highly I, I, I've that. grown accustomed to it at this point. All right. So now you've been on the podcast twice in the last couple months, and you've had two just horrific takes about about just so your opinions of my takes doesn't mean they're objective with that shorts are okay i want everyone to know if you are a man in between the ages of 21 and 30 shorts are fine if Listen, it's over 75 no degrees. one wants to see your pale hairy legs no one wants they're to beautiful see that. all right they're beautiful i don't know all right let's talk some basketball Enough Pro- about professional shorts. golfers don't wear shorts they look nice they do look nice all right you, you see know what professional golf if you, if you see an amateur golf tournament on tv versus a professional golf tournament it is jarring yeah, pants. it's true. That's all the it's argument true. I need right there. Wow, that's the anecdotal evidence. I just hate it. sweating when I walk around, and like I had, get, I had pants on earlier. I, we're a primitive species. We adapt. You will, you will, you will adjust your body. You'll be fine. All right, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll adopt it. Maybe I'll adopt it. But if it's like, if it's, I, I'm telling you right now, if it's like over eighty degrees, I'm wearing shorts, and I don't care if people like you are out there judging me, being like, oh, you just walked off I'm that road. I am you. comfortable. I am comfortable. And I don't comfort- judge anybody. I just have. I'm of my own opinion. You don't judge anyone, but the first thing you said when I walked out, oh wow, you're wearing shorts. <laughs> that, that is judging, my friend. Yeah. All right. Enough about shorts. Let's talk some hoops. Okay. So I want to start by talking about the first round and some of the teams that lost because it seems like a lot of these teams are at crossroads. Um, let's start with the Thunder because they go down for uh, two. Russ took what forty six shots in that game six. It was just a disaster. Paul George was nowhere to be found. Melo is now basically not even in the rotation anymore. So, like, what did you make of that series and how the Thunder performed? Because I think a lot of people were high on the Thunder before that series. They were. A lot of the reasoning for being behind the Thunder was because of how they performed in select games, right? So they, you know, they had a, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but they had a sterling record against the Warriors and the Rockets. And the Spurs, I believe, were the big three teams that they mentioned um, in the regular season. Um, and that was, you know, the evidence that suggested, well, the Thunder are built for the postseason. Right. The Warriors didn't try a lick in the regular season. The Rockets are also a veteran team. They're not a championship team, you know, fully accustomed for the grind of playing at the June like Golden State is. They're also a veteran team with a bigger prize on their minds mm-hmm. than a January matchup with Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and a washed-up Carmelo Anthony. So it kind of makes sense that the Thunder would have their way and catch those teams sleeping the other season. And ultimately, the greater sample size of what the Thunder were not in those games played out in the playoffs. And... Carmelo's washed up. That's like the... Boom. He has to play the four. He doesn't want to. And... That's he, been the case for a while, though. Like even on those exactly. Knicks teams, he should have been playing But the now four. he literally has to. There's, he cannot guard anybody smaller than a four-man. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason that he showcased in the post-game press conference, or in, in, in the, right, the, the exit interview... Yeah, baggy day. Baggy day interview. He wasn't, you know, felt like he was being... Maybe that's the reason why his shot, he wasn't making any shots. He wasn't making any shots. Yeah. So, like, like, like yeah, that's he the can't, one... He can't play any position but the four. And when he's at the stretch, four position, he couldn't make threes. So, like, 
Yeah. That guy's making twenty plus million dollars on your on, 20, on it's your twenty eight next year. Yeah. Which is insane. And it's a player option, so he's, you know, he's picking that up, no question. So regardless of what Russell Westbrook does, that's the biggest thing, piece of thunder. Carmelo is a gigantic problem. He's flat out it. He's not guarding anybody on one end, and he's not making shots on the other. So you're already down four. You're already down a player in a playoff series. Then, you know, you have Stephen Adams and Paul George and Russell Westbrook are the Oklahoma City's real big three. They're they're fine. Mm-hmm. They're obviously solid on both ends of the floor. Westbrook's efficiency is not solid, but in terms of their overall production, solid. Then they shuffled in that fifth player all throughout the rest of the season after Robertson got hurt. Mm-hmm. Alex Brenes, Corey Brewer. Mm-hmm. They bring in Terrence Ferguson and Jeremy Grant. They're usually playing three on five. Mm-hmm. It's hard to win a series like that. Yeah. So the greater theological thought process of like what's wrong with the 